Hello and welcome to Wherever You May Be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to be talking all things Chelsea. My name is Olivia Bazaglo and joining me today is Charlie and Krish. Uh, Charlie, we're coming into an international break. How are you feeling about Chelsea at the moment? Very positive. We're one of the form teams in Europe without a shadow of a doubt. Um, the events of the last week or so, uh, the Atletico Madrid game, which obviously we've talked about, and then easing through in the FA Cup, and then obviously the Champions League draw. Um, it's, it's been a it's been a great week, and I I really think that the team can be very proud of what they've achieved um, in the last couple of months. And uh, yeah, I think it's just a good opportunity to kind of look at the rest of the season and what we can achieve. We're going to get to both of those points, the FA Cup and the Champions League draw, a little bit later on in the pod. Chris, how are you feeling? Are you pretty much the same? Yeah, very much so. Um, the, the the pragmatist in me is saying like we need to keep our, our eye on the ball um, in the Premier League, but we'll 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 see what happens. Obviously, yeah, it's it's hard not to feel feel very positive about about what's to come in the next few months. I think. Definitely. So, first of all, guys, another semi-final, an FA Cup semi-final. Krish, it wasn't necessarily the performance we were looking for, but a 2-0 victory, you can't really complain too much, can you? No, exactly. I think it was always kind of likely to be a bit trickier than we all thought, I think, because um, because Sheffield United had nothing... Uh, um, had everything to play for really and nothing to lose. Uh, mm. Obviously they're, they're expecting to go down. They may as well have a tilt at the FA Cup. And I thought they gave Chelsea a good game the whole way through. I thought generally they were probably the better side for most of it. Mm. Um, and uh, we just were clinical in those, in those two moments, which which mattered really to kill the game. But um, yeah, I mean, I think once you get to the semi-finals, it doesn't matter too much. Uh, sorry, the quarterfinals even it doesn't matter too much whether or not... Um, you play that well as long as you get the job done. I think it was a matter of that. I think Tuchel mentioned the players being tired. I think that that is possible after the the game in midweek. And uh, yeah, I mean, they they made hard work of it. I think again, as we discussed, perhaps he over rotated slightly. Uh, could have maybe gone with a, a similar team to the one that beat Atletico so comfortably. Uh, mm. with this long international break coming. But um, obviously it was good to see Billy Gilmore. I thought he played well. And um, yeah, I mean, he's giving plenty of players, plenty of fringe players an opportunity. And uh, Pulisic notably was better as well, which I think is, is important because he'd been struggling. Chris, you've literally taken the words out of my mouth there because Charlie, I was going to ask you, what, how did you find Christian Pulisic's performance? Because he got kicked to pieces, didn't he? Yeah, look, it was that was a clear tactic on Sheffield United's part. I think it was very good. I, th- I think it was very pleasing to see him put in a performance w- which he needed as well, because obviously with Zayich playing so well um, this week and grabbing two really crucial goals, um, you know, he, he needs to make sure that he doesn't slip down the pecking order even further than he probably already has under Thomas Tuchel. Um, thought he was very good. Yeah, I, I thought that kind of Ronaldinho style... Um, mm. Uh, what do you call it? An elastic flip flap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. flip flap. There you go. Uh, to, to, to beat two defenders was was a great move, and I think it. Yeah, look, we we just need to back Pulisic and remember what he can do. I think I think his his loss of form and loss of fitness this season has kind of been one of the sadder points of this season as a whole. Um, because under like Project Restart, uh, he was our best player by an absolute mile. Um, I thought the performance overall. It, it, it wasn't the greatest, but it reminded me a lot of 
games that we saw all the time under like Mourinho and Conte and Ancelotti, mm. where no, we didn't play that great. And yes, Sheffield United had, you know, chances and played very well in spells, but also there was never any danger we weren't going through. And especially, you know, wrapping it up with the second goal late on, um, I think it was a real kind of dominant performance without really getting out of second gear. Yeah, apart from David McGoldrick's header, which he missed basically being on the goal line. But how you know, did he do no. that? I've <laughs> got do no that? idea. He always he always scores against, against us. Well. us. Yeah. I know. He, he scores. He scores four goals a season against Chelsea. Hundred <laughs> percent. I was I literally. In, I thought it was going, and I'm surprised it didn't. And um, just quickly, Chris, before we um, move on to another player, I want to talk about talking about Christian Pulisic. Are you worried about how injury prone he is? He was injured for a large chunk of the season last season, came back and was obviously brilliant. Missed a large chunk of this season and is struggling to now refine his form. Are you worried at all? Even though he, I suppose he is still young, only 21 or 22. Yeah, I think that is always a concern, especially when a, when a player is that young. But um, I think I've said before, like I think this summer will be quite important for him sort of working with Tuchel and the, the backroom staff to work out those, those injury problems um, so it doesn't become a trend for his whole career because he will, if, if that is the case, unfortunately, I don't, I, it tends to be the case that the players at that level just sort of fall away from, from top clubs and uh, aren't given a chance by top clubs because of, because of those injury problems because clubs can't rely on them to play 40 plus games a season, as simple as that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a tricky one for Chelsea, but um, I think I think it, with the options we have, it actually gives him an opportunity to be kind of eased in rather than um, kind of perhaps burning out as he may have done at the end of last season. Obviously, with that hamstring injury in the FA Cup final, that's usually the case that, that he's played a bit mm. too much football. Yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see whether Christian Pulisic starts against West Brom after the international break. Now, someone who obviously is playing well and it's been a, you know, a welcome return of form for Hakim Ziyech since he's joined Chelsea. We saw little glimpses, Charlie, when he first joined and he's sort of been slightly off it um, for a large chunk of the season. But he's really starting to show everyone why we, I mean, we only spent 30 million on him, but showing everyone why we bought him. Isn't that mad? Only 30 million these days. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, look, he, he's those two goals um, is, is such is such a great boost to his Chelsea career, and I think the, the kind of player he is, he's always going to be that. He's always going to be like a moments player, um, rather than you know he he might attract criticism for maybe not being the most consistent or being kind of tracking back the most or things like that, and, and possibly he's never going to be that player. But if he can chip in with with crucial goals of you know Atletico most of all. Um, but then, you know, come in and make an immediate impact into the team, then he, he's going to be very hard to displace in the squad because all squads need players like that. Um, I remember, like, he kind of what he's doing at the minute kind of, kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Kalou. You know, where mm. he'd come off the bench or or kind of play one game in three, but then, you know, actually, actually win Chelsea the match. Um, and I think, you know... You need, when you're building a squad, not necessarily a team, but when you're building a squad, you kind of need a lot of players with that can bring like unique attributes to the table. And I think Zayat is certainly one of those players. Definitely right. The, the Champions League draw was very nice to us. In fact, probably the nicest draw we could have got. So I didn't think the FA Cup draw was going to be in that, um, that nice and give us, give us the favourable draw in Southampton. We've got Manchester City. Chris, it's a worry, isn't it? 
just because whichever team Manchester City put out, you know exactly how good they're going to be and how and how they're going to play. And but you would much rather play Man City in a one-off game like a semi-final, like Arsenal did this time last year in the FA Cup semi-final, than play them over two legs in the Champions League, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. And I think um, we were always going to have to come up against them realistically in the FA Cup. Um, but I think, yeah, we've said before, this is our, our best chance of silverware. So it's a concern in that sense. But I'm actually quite looking forward to it. I think it's it's going to be a good test of where, where we're at at the moment, obviously, with the two form teams in the country. Um, and and you want you want to, to win those games and, and have those chances to to best the the, the the kind of informed rivals. Um, I yeah, I think I agree. In in the Champions League, I wouldn't really like to come across them, but I think in the FA Cup at Wembley in a one-off game, especially in the form we're in, we we have every chance. So I'm I'm quite actually looking forward to it. I think I think everyone is because I I, I do think that's a general consensus that playing Man City in a one-off game is much better than playing them over two legs. But Charlie, you know, we've looked at. I think Arsenal in the FA Cup last season is quite a good example. They beat them 2-0. You look at Man United that beat them 2-0 in the Premier League. This Man City team are beatable, aren't they? We've just got to be clever in the way that we play. Uh, I think I think they are beatable, but I think also they're, they're going for like, you know, they could be going for the quadruple at that time. Yeah. And I think if one, of those, if one of those things has to fall by the wayside from their point of view, it's going to be the FA Cup. Um, so I think we can certainly capitalise on that. Uh, and yes, they are beatable, but also, you know, you've, you've got to remember the, the, just how far ahead they are in the rest of the league. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's definitely a really tough ask, but you know, it, it's, you know, we, we've been, we've been quite lucky in recent weeks, how, you know, we, we've, we've made teams look very poor and teams have come to us looking poor and it, you know, it would be interesting to see, this side against the team really at the top of the game. I think it's going to be a really, really interesting game. Chelsea against Manchester City in the FA Cup semi-final. I'm confident, you know, I I'm, I think I'm optimistic, especially. I think, you know, especially the way Thomas Dugal's got Chelsea playing, like Chris said, I think it'll be really interesting to see just how far we've come and how we fare in comparison to Manchester City, who are obviously a team that are ready-made rather than um, a team that are building. Um, right, we have to move on to the Champions League draw because it was extremely nice to us. It was possibly the nicest to us that I could have ever imagined. We were speaking on the last wherever you may be saying that we would love Porto. And Chris, we got Porto. It is the dream draw. Taking nothing away, not under underestimating Porto, but the other teams in the competition, this was the perfect draw for Chelsea, wasn't it? Yeah, it's perfect in that we're on the right side of the draw as well. I think looking beyond Porto, if we can allow ourselves to do that. I think, yeah, obviously we can't underestimate them. Like they've they've done a job on Juventus uh, and they're clearly a decent team, I think, especially defensively. So that will be a test of whether or not we've sort of ironed out these attacking issues that we clearly have and can, and can get and score a goal, score an away goal again and maybe more than one goal required to, to see us through to a, to a semi-final. But um, the fact that we're on the same side of the draw as Real Madrid and Liverpool as well, I think, like, me, obviously, I'm not saying that we're definitely going to be any of those teams um, on our day, but uh, our path is clearer to the final than it would have been had we been on, uh, say, Bayern and City's side of things. Um, so I think the outlook is positive, but yeah... Um, get past Porto first. I think everyone will be fairly confident of doing that, but we just can't be complacent going into the game. 
Chris, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. You know, it's about not being complacent. I think every Chelsea fan was celebrating that draw for obvious reasons, like you say, avoiding all the big sides. But they're also, they're not to be underestimated. And I don't think Thomas Tuchel will allow his Chelsea side to underestimate anyone we face in this competition. But having said that, Charlie, Chelsea are favourites, aren't they? And are you feeling confident that we can get through this tie? Yeah, we'll smash them. Um... <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love the optimism. No, look, I mean... It was very impressive them getting through against Juventus, but we've got to remember that this is the first Juventus side not to be winning Serie A by an absolute canter. Um, they're well behind. Porto are well behind in their league. I think they're 10 points behind Sporting Lisbon. Um, we said unanimously that this was the favourable draw. It very much is. And I think it's one of those, like you say, Olivia, the manager won't, be, won't allow the team to be complacent, but... I really think it, it would be a massive, massive shock if Chelsea don't win over two legs here. And and what about you, Chris? How are you feeling about it? Quietly confident or just openly confident like Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Charlie. I think it will come down to sort of attack versus defence in, in a very reductive sense. Like I think we will just need to score away from home, which will be, will be tougher. Um, but I think the draw again has been nice to us in that we're away first and at home in the second leg. So whatever score... They set or we set at home. I, I, I imagine it will be low scoring in Portugal, and then we can, it's sort of like in a cricket sense, we can chase that score at home, regardless. Mm. And I, I expect us to get the job done as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, of course, Porto versus Chelsea is actually battle of the aging. We'll say aging, but also very experienced and very good centre backs in Pepe and Thiago Silva. Chris, what did you make of thirty-eight-year-old Pepe's performance against Cristiano Ronaldo and Co. in that game against Juve? And did you notice anything else that you saw from that Porto side that could cause Chelsea problems in this quarterfinal? Um, I mean, yeah, Pepe was like an animal in that game and in more ways than one. He is like the biggest, I don't know if we can swear on this, S-house. S uh, um, <laughs> I think, I think, so... li I think <laughs> listeners will know what you mean. Yeah. Um, so both ends, both kind of anywhere on the pitch he was involved he would just come charging over he's an absolute mentalist but yeah he he did defend brilliantly at the same time I think it, in that second leg it is worth remembering that that Juve did stick three goals past them but um yeah to defend with 10 men for for 40 minutes like that is is quite something but obviously you wouldn't expect him to be that inspired every single time mm. every single time out and as as Charlie says their league position reflects that he hasn't been playing like that every game. Um, and I think that happens in the Champions League. Something just can come over players and they, they literally have the game of their lives. And I think that is that was the case for him. I think um, Sergio Oliveira, the centre midfielder, he, he had similar uh, scoring the penalty and then that ridiculous free kick that mm. <laughs> with the worst organised wall I've ever seen think, um, <laughs> to send them through. So... They, they've got like, as I think Porto always do, they, they're, they're so good in the transfer window finding sort of young um, South American talent. And uh, obviously they've got some experienced heads there as well, especially Pepe. So there's 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 people to be aware of, but um, equally um, Chelsea should have the quality. And as Charlie said, we're on, on sort of, in sort of better nick than Juventus um, to get to get the job done. But it, it's not going to be easy, definitely, uh, put it that way. Yeah. Um, now, OK, we're, we're, we're just going to assume we get to the semis. Now, we all think we're going to make it past Porto and hopefully we do. Now, Charlie, this is interesting because 
two clubs, you know, I said I wanted Porto or Real Madrid. Obviously, the main reason we don't want Real Madrid is because we all want to go and we're not going to be able to. But who would you prefer in the semi-finals of the Champions League? Do you want to rekindle that European like rivalry that, that Chelsea and Liverpool have had after, after all those you know, European semi-finals? Or would you rather Real Madrid for the first time? Uh, no, no, I'd, I'd rather Liverpool. I think we're would you? more capable. Yeah, I think we're more capable of beating them over two legs. I think Real Madrid, really? even though they have been in dire straits, I do, I do think they've got players that can still worry us. I know Liverpool do as well, but we've proved that we're capable of beating Liverpool this season. Um, I think Liverpool would be pretty upset to get us in the semi-final in the current shape that the respective sides are in. Um, I think facing Real Madrid is it's it's too unknown in a semi-final. Mm. Um, you know, we know exactly what to expect with Liverpool. You know, it, it, it's not, it, it's completely neutered of like the usual atmosphere of a Chelsea-Liverpool semi-final. And I think just player for player and on form, we're playing a hell of a lot better than they are at the minute. Um, and I, I'd be quite confident of getting through against Liverpool over two legs. Oh, that's a big shout. Chris, how are you feeling? Because I'm sort of in two minds about this. I would love to have like a Hazard reunion Obviously, I'd want a full Stamford Bridge for that, and that's not going to happen. Um, but like Charlie said, Real Madrid aren't the Real Madrid of old. I think I think they're both beatable. I really do. Who would you prefer in the semis? I agree. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I would actually prefer Madrid. But I, I see where Charlie's coming from, definitely. But I think Liverpool, by then, I expect them to have improved a bit and mm. be on a bit of a push going towards the end of the season. Real Madrid, I just, I think... Apart from that sort of really experienced core, which they sort of lean on so heavily, so of, of Benzema, Modric, Cruz and, um, and Sergio Ramos, there's a real like lack of quality in other areas, I think. And especially like attacking, attacking wise, like um, Vinicius and, and like their wingers, as I think Hazard will be injured, to be honest, like um, regardless, mm. I think he might be having surgery. So... Yeah, I, I I get what Charlie means about the unknown, but I think the research and stuff that will go in, and I imagine um, Tuca is very thorough with that sort of stuff, so there won't be anything that will, will shock Chelsea. But I guess Real Madrid do have that know-how, and especially having won it so many times in the last decade, although a, a lot of those players are still there, know how to get through a, a tie like that. So that's, that's true. But yeah, on form, I, th I think... I would still rather play them, but that's what I mean about Chelsea being on the right side of the draw because we're the side that nobody wants to play and we have the, on our side of the draw, we've got three teams who we could feasibly beat um, over the two mm. legs. So we're in, a, we're in a really strong position, I think. Definitely. I'll whisper it quietly, but Chelsea have got a, a, quite a good you know route to the Champions League final, but I suppose only time... But I suppose only time will tell in that sense. Um, listen, we've got some questions, um, of course, like we always do. Now, one of them is about the FA Cup final. Larix Licken said, Man City are involved in so much competition at the moment. We did speak about this. It'll be interesting to see how they cope. And Chelsea shouldn't show them any, res any respect at all. Now, I don't think Thomas Tuchel will go into this game, Charlie, showing Man City too much respect. Do you think, like, tiredness and, you know, fatigue will creep in on Man City's part? Or is their squad just too good and can cope with all of this? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. They, they've got massively a massively big squad which which can cope with it. And you look at some of the, the substitute benches they put out when the lineups come out and they're just... Insane, but you know, I I think we're up there in terms of squad depth as well. I think you know that there's 
we're far better placed than most other teams. Um, at that point, we're going to be in just as many competitions as Man City are, by the way. Um, we'll probably mm. even have more to play for because they probably will have won the league and we'll still mm. be going for top four. Um, but I, but I, I, I do think that both sides will, will unfortunately see this as like the lesser game if they've got a Champions League semi-final that week. Um, so mm. I, I, I do think kind of form could possibly like go out the window. Yeah. Um, Shima Sama said, they said Tottenham was the biggest test. Of course, we passed that. Then Atletico passed that. Now City. Krish, this is, I mean, we can take inspiration from the fact that Manchester United beat them a few years ago, uh, a few weeks ago, sorry, and, and weren't as good as them. You know, there are teams that have beaten Manchester City, but there are teams that have beaten Manchester City. But for Thomas Tuchel, this is by far and out his biggest test, do you not think? Yeah, it is. Um, as I said before, I think it's one that he will relish. I think the fans should be relishing it. And I think now, to be fair, we're, we're beyond the sort of um, the need to, to say he, he should be tested or whatever. I think he's he's proven himself in this run we're on. Is, it speaks for itself, really. So I don't think he should be too concerned about uh, whether people will be kind of questioning him if, if we lose this game. But um, it, it's good to always to test yourself against the best and I think that's what this opportunity presents itself as um, and as I said I think we can be glad that it hasn't come in the Champions League I think it will feel slightly less pressure coming in the FA Cup even though that is probably still our best our best chance of silverware but um, yeah I think he'll he'll just approach it like like all the games he has been uh, he clearly uh, prepares so meticulously tactically for probably for I mean obviously for all games but the bigger games in particular you really see how how well thought out and well planned um Chelsea's performances are against the likes of yeah Atletico uh Liverpool especially in the Premier League so uh I'm I'm just hoping for similar and and whether or not that is good enough on the day will will probably just come down to the the two sets of players it depends as um it depends who City selects they yeah they obviously have a congested fixture schedule of big games around that they've got Dortmund just a few days before and then Tottenham in the in the Carabao Cup final a few days after it just depends what what Pep's priorities are really but um it will be interesting regardless I think it's just it's a good good time to to see how we're getting on yeah perfect definitely and I'm just going to finish this last comment uh, from Timbo CFC says if we win the Champions League I think we might be favourites to sign Erling Haaland in the summer as well and develop an even better squad for next season. I mean, that's that's sort of true. I do think that, you know, if you do win the Champions League, that, that does make you more appealing for those that want to sign. But I think so many clubs will be in for Erling Haaland, a few English clubs as well. Um, and whoever signs him, of course, will be onto a winner. We know that. But listen, Charlie, Chris, thank you so much as always. That's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening. If you could drop us a review, it would be very much appreciated. And of course, subscribe if you haven't already. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, we'll all we'll see you next time here on wherever you may be. 